Remember, God made you to be generous. God made God you to made be, generous. be generous. Has the human subject signed the consent form for the surgery? Procedure. This is not a surgery. He wants to become more generous. He's ready, and we are ready to move forward with the procedure. If it works, we'll be able to rewrite his entire genetic code to increase his generosity. People all around the world will have the ability to become more generous. And we'll have the ability to become more rich. <laughs> <laughs> remember, remember, God made God you to be generous. generous. Careful. They're going to go through with the procedure. But why? Take a look at the documents. It's all in there. You know the truth as well as I do. Any manufactured altering of our genetic code. We were born with it. God made us all to be generous. All of us. Right? Are you ready? How are you feeling? I'm ready. Well, hey, Jeanette. No, I tried to call you on your cell. Did you get my message? Get out of here! Don't you think he's just like all of us? He was born genetically generous! I had one of the most interesting experiences recently. I bought one of those DNA tests from Ancestry.com. You know what I'm talking about. Now, now the discovery of DNA, that goes way back to 1953. And it has changed so many things in our world. I mean, it's helped us understand and cure inherited diseases. It gives us scientific evidence that actually challenges racial bias. It's been used to solve crimes and convict criminals. It can be used to reunite lost family members. And it can even tell us a lot more about our dogs and cats. So anyway, I decided to take the DNA test from Ancestry.com. Now, it used to be that people like you and me, we couldn't afford to pay for this kind of test. But now, for only $59, you can discover all about your genetic makeup. I sound like an infomercial. <laughs> Anyway, millions of people have taken these tests. So I was really pumped to find out about my DNA. You know, maybe I'm related to royalty or maybe someone famous from back in history and I could tell you all about it. Here's the bummer. My results still haven't come back. But I knew my brother John had taken this test a while back. And since we share DNA, I asked him what his tests revealed. So here's what I found out. I am 91.1% English, 5.9% Scandinavian, 2% Irish, Scottish, and Welsh, and then 1% Finnish. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, actually, it's kind of boring. I, I was hoping for something a little more exciting, a little more variety. But mine is like, it says like, you're, you're white, <laughs> you're white, uh, you're white, 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 Oh, and you're white. And I kind of got to thinking, what, what would have happened if I did get my test back and instead of being 91% English and 5.9% Scandinavian, it said I was 90% Mexican and 10% American Indian? Would certainly make for an interesting conversation with my parents. Like, hey, mom, why is John mostly English and I'm mostly Latino? <laughs> Sorry, we don't got time for this. Well, it's always interesting to learn something new about yourself, especially when it comes to your history and where you came from and, and who you are. And here's the deal. Ancestry.com is not the only place where you can discover something about your DNA. God's Word, our true source, the Bible, it can tell you something about your DNA too. 
something you may not know about your history, about where you come from, and who you are. In the very first chapter of the first book of the Bible, Genesis 127, it reads like this. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, in the Hebrew language, the word image is the same word a writer would use to describe a magnificent statue, like Michelangelo's David. You see, the statue isn't actually David, but it was carved and it was crafted in the image of David. So the writer of Genesis is saying, we aren't actually God, which turns out to be a really good thing, but we are carved and we are crafted magnificently in God's image. And this is a powerful reminder that, I mean, chiseled into our DNA is the image of God. He created us to be like him in a way that no other creature is like him. I mean, woven into every genetic fiber of our being is the image of our creator, God. Your history, it goes way back to the beginning of time. Where you came from, you came from God. Who you are, you are made in the image of God. Let this sink in. You share God's DNA. Now, with that in mind, today we're starting a fascinating and unique series called Genetically Generous. And I predict that you're going to love, love this series. Now, why do I think you're going to love this series? Let me give you three quick reasons. First, because it's absolutely true. Everything we teach here is based on what we learn straight from Scripture. But second, this is not going to be just about money. We're going to talk about whole life generosity. And third, the biggest reason you're going to love this series is because it's about one of your favorite subjects, (laughs) you. It's all about you and me. It's about us. And to prepare for this series, we've done some groundbreaking research and developed some unique tools that I am so excited we're going to share with you. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but as we go through this series, every one of you is going to have the opportunity to take a generosity DNA test. It's a test where you'll discover your own very unique generosity profile. Now, before we get to that, we've got to really understand that generosity, generosity is in our DNA. And help us do that. Let me me ask you a few questions about God and what it means that we're made in his image. So no matter where you are, where you're joining us from, just work with me and just kind of raise your hands here, okay? As I ask, how many of you would say God is eternal? If you agree. Yes. And since we're made in his image, that means we too are made to be eternal. All right, so try this one. How many of you would say God is loving? Raise your hands. Right. And since we're made in his image, we're also made to be loving. How many would say God is generous? Exactly. And since we're made in his image, we too were made, we're created to be generous. We know we have generosity in our DNA because we are made in the image of a generous God. And if God is generous, well, then that means that you are genetically generous. I'm genetically generous. I I want you to let this possibility sink in, sink in, that we are all wired by genetic design to be generous people. It's actually in our DNA. Now, I want to I try something that I believe proves 
We're created to be genetically generous, that we actually have generosity in our DNA. And here's what I'm going to do. To make my point, I'm going to show you a video. So just settle in for the next few minutes and watch. And here's what I want you to do. As you watch, I want you to pay close attention to how you feel. How you feel. Sounds simple enough, right? You ready? I want you to just watch, pay attention, but pay attention particularly to how this video makes you feel. Here we go. How did you feel? D did the video stir emotions inside of you? It did me. I've watched it several times and every time. Why? Why do you think that is? Why did you feel what you felt while watching that video? I mean, for me, I, I felt inspired and moved by the generous impulse of that man. It actually, I mean, it made me kind of feel like there, there should be more of that in the world. And it made me feel like personally, I wanted to be more generous. And it was just overall, I think you could just describe, it just, it just felt good. It, it felt right. Now, now, most of us, we probably have no idea what culture this video was set in. We don't know really anything about the man's backstory. 
Yet, yet, his acts of generosity, it kind of, it transcends language and culture and it felt good. Something inside, it just felt right. When we see generosity, we instinctively know it's, it is beautiful and it moves something deep down inside of us. And why is that? Why? Because we're wired to be generous. It's a part of who we are. It's actually in our DNA. And of course, in our broken world, we've all had experiences where someone cheated us, somebody took advantage of us. And because of those experiences, they, they kind of short circuit our generosity wiring. And consequently, sometimes we struggle with being generous or within, we're tempted to kind of watch out for ourselves and be selfish. But when we witness or experience generosity, it's like the truest part of us gets kind of triggered and we remember, oh, that's who we truly are. We're wired to be generous. It's in our DNA. I mean, I, th I think generosity moves us so deeply because when we witness a generous act, something inside us tells us that there's something more going on than meets the eye, right? We wonder what, what motivated that generous act. We try to imagine what's going on in the life of the giver and how the generosity will affect the receiver. And we know we're witnessing something beautiful because deep and down inside, we recognize that the motivation of generosity is actually love. We, we instinctively recognize generosity as kind of this impulse of love. This, in fact, is another example of how we're wired by God. You see, God's very nature is love. He's literally love. In 1 John, we read this. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Did you catch that last phrase? God is love. That's who he is. God is the embodiment of love. And the impulse, okay, the impulse of that love is to be generous. Think about this and help me out, okay? For God so loved the world that he, what did he do? He, he gave. Generosity is the impulse of love. And when we, when we look at the whole of scripture, we see this impulse of God's love, his generosity throughout the pages. I mean, God was generous in creation. First, we see his generosity at the very beginning of time. And generosity, it kind of, it flows from God in creation. Because in creation, God freely offers humankind everything we need to exist on this planet. First, he gives us life. Then he supplies us everything we need to sustain that life. And then on top of that, he blesses us with relationships, both with himself and with each other to make life enjoyable and meaningful. And then he puts us in the middle of his beautiful creation, all of it to enjoy. Even today, if we just look out the window, we come face to face with God's generosity in millions of ways. I mean, the, the psalmist declares, says the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it, for he founded on the seas and established it on the waters. And you see, all of creation belongs to God. And through his generosity, he shares it with us. Now, unfortunately, we're all in such a big hurry, we often miss this. We somehow think that life just happens on its own and that we provided for ourselves and that our relationships are a byproduct of our brilliant personalities. But the truth is, everything we have 
is a result of the generosity that flows from our generous God. Now, now not only do we see God's generosity in creation, but let's go now to the New Testament. Even more so, we see God's generosity displayed on the cross. Understand that when sin entered our world, those things that God provided us in the very beginning that were so beautiful were fractured and broken. The purity of creation was fractured. The intimacy of our relationship with God and each other was broken. But in the middle now of this fractured and broken world, our loving God continues his profound generosity. Jesus came, sent by the Father to give, right? To give himself in the most generous act the world has ever seen. And through Jesus' death, we experience the depth of a God who loved us so much, he'd rather die than live without us. And then through his resurrection, we experience a God who offers us eternal life for free. That's generosity. All right. Now, now, maybe you're sitting there thinking to yourself, okay, yeah, this is great. I get it, I get it. God is totally generous. You made the point. But what all, what all does this have to do with me? Because you said this series is going to be about me. All right. Well, if that's what you're thinking, don't worry. We're going to get to you. you. You see, since God's love motivates his generosity towards us, then our love for God as recipients of his generosity should motivate us to be generous back, <laughs> to give back to God. Because remember, we're made in the image of God. We reflect his love, which means we also have the same impulse to be generous. It's a part of our DNA that makes up each and every one of us. We are made to be generous. That's one of the reasons we feel so good after being generous. It's because we're acting in a way that is completely and totally consistent with how God made us. And here's the deal. Some of the very best scientific research proves this about you, that you are genetically generous. I mean, check out this article from U.S. News and World Report. It's titled, What Generosity Does to Your Brain and Life Expectancy. Listen carefully. The feel-good effects of giving begin in the brain. It's called giver's glow. It's triggered by brain chemistry, which recognizes rewarding stimuli. Philanthropy doles out several different happiness chemicals, including dopamine endorphins, that give people a sense of euphoria and oxytocin, which is associated with tranquility, serenity, or inner peace. This pleasure reward system at its most basic level is tied to the joy we receive from eating, sexual intimacy, and social interactions. Viewing the brain with MRI technology during moments of generosity or selfless behavior has led scientists to uncover that even the thought of giving can engage this ancient response. This explains why the brain responds to generosity in a similar way as it does to behaviors necessary for life. All right, did you catch all that? Our bodies respond to generosity, much like our bodies respond to eating, to sex, and social interaction. I mean, we're, we're created for this. We're wired to be generous. We're actually so wired for it that even the thought, the thought of being generous makes us feel awesome. But the truth is, I don't and you don't need research to tell us this, to tell us that generosity is good for me because we feel it. We know it from personal experience. I mean, when I volunteer and give my time through, through one of our community partners, 
I always, I come home feeling better than when I left. Ask yourself, why is that? When I see someone get baptized and I hear their story, find their way back to God, I mean, it's this great feeling to know that the money that I give back to God here at Community helped make that happen. Why? When I do something anonymous, an act of kindness, that never becomes an illustration for a message that I give to you, and it never shows up on my Instagram, it still feels awesome. Why? You know why? <laughs> because I'm made, I'm created, I'm wired to be generous. It's, it's in my DNA. We're designed to be genetically generous. Here's why you wanna be here for every part of this series. Starting next week, we're gonna provide every one of you with an awesome opportunity. Uh, I believe it'll be a game changer for each of us when it comes to generosity. In, in fact, what we take part in next week, I think is gonna be something we're gonna talk about for years to come. Uh, a few years back, uh, we partnered with a community attender who's an experienced business consultant, a regular contributor to the Harvard Business Review, a committed Christ follower, also one of the elders in our leadership commission who studied scripture for years. He knows his stuff. He led an effort to survey hundreds of people to decipher the various ways that we are wired for generosity. He's done a ton of work on the concept of generosity to figure out what motivates us to be generous at our core. And what emerged from his research were six distinct different generosity profiles. And you can kind of think of these generosity profiles kind of like personality profiles. I mean, if you've ever taken like a disc profile or Myers-Briggs or maybe the Enneagram, yeah? Well, if you have, then you know how these profiles can help us better understand ourselves and what makes us tick. And they can also be useful to determine how we interact with the world around us. Well, in a very similar way, these generosity profiles will help us identify how God's generous DNA is uniquely expressed through each and every one of us. Now, listen, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, I'm kind of a sucker for profiles like this. I mean, every time someone tells me about a new personality test, I'll jump online so I can take it and find out more about myself. They're just, they're just kind of fun. But the generosity profiles we'll reveal next week is something entirely different, entirely unique. These profiles can actually give us an internal glib, glimpse at our specific tendencies towards generosity. You see, what we've learned through the research is that while we're all wired for generosity, we actually express this generosity in unique and different ways. So next week, everyone will have the opportunity to take a short survey right here in the service to identify their generosity profile. Then we'll spend some time unpacking each profile and how each expression of generosity bears the image of God. I, I think it's really gonna be amazing and you, you definitely wanna be here. So make sure you're here next week to find out a little bit more about how God has distinctly wired you for generosity. Now, as I wrap up today, I wanna go back to where we started in Genesis 1, 27. And it says this, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. In the image of God, he created them. If you take a step back and really think about it, I mean, it's just incredible, isn't it? That we, I mean, you and I, were made in the image of God. And ultimately our ancestry is found in him. We're made in the image of a generous God and we are wired for generosity. That's why it feels good 
when we witness an act of generosity. That's why our brains instinctively reward us for thinking about being generous. That's why it feels right when we're generous with God and with other people. It's because we are our true selves when we're generous. So join us on this journey towards discovering your genetically generous makeup. And together, let's embrace the image of our generous God and grow more and more into the generous people that He created us to be.